0: back to access code podcast hosted by yours truly the fly pot himself cody on today's episode i'm going to be discussing how this weekend somebody hit a look on me they stole my food i'm pretty mad about it we're going to be discussing future versus matchups that haven't confirmed last chess you basketball and a special edition for two for twosies this week so let's go
1: I see you on Wednesdays all the time You come in every Wednesday on your lunch break, I think And you always order the special With the hot
0: chocolate Cause y'all be trash
1: My manager be tripping and stuff Talking about we gotta use water But I always use some milk and cream for you Cause <laughs> I think you're kinda sweet
0: That's why my stomach be <laughs> fucked up I be getting the bubble good
1: Anyway, you always got on some fly blue suit And your cufflinks is shining all Yeah,
0: stay crippled so what you do I sell drugs oh word yeah I meet the plug every Wednesday
1: yeah that's interesting
0: very interesting
1: look man I mean I don't wanna waste your time but I know girls don't usually do this but I was wondering if maybe we could get together outside the restaurant one day
0: oh she went to a Netflix and chill
1: a lot different outside my work clothes
0: well they ain't kind of fly though
1: I mean we could just go across the street to the park right here
0: where I don't know what you live Cell phone up. You got a Sprint phone, don't you? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear
1: you. Yeah. So what day did you say?
0: I didn't say a day, but I, I guess Thursday. Oh, yeah. Thursday perfect. <laughs> like... What up, y'all? XS Code Podcast. We bike. Episode 2. All right, I'm just going to get into it. Y'all for real. Sadie, Saturday, Saturday started out as a good day. For real. I have recorded another episode of Random Combos from the Couch with Charisma. Real quick before I get into what I want to get into, I, I want to spend a special shout out to her because um that podcast I just enjoyed doing it with her. You know, I you know, I don't look at her as just like say my co-host. Of course she's my wife, but you know, I look at her as just like somebody special and then, you know, I'm happy that we started the podcast together and was able to, you know, give you guys great conversations. From that, and then also, you know, for for the guys and girls who's listening to this, you know, for Access Code Podcast, I do appreciate you guys, you know, you know, rocking with me for both of them, if you are one of my loyal listeners. I need to come up with a nickname for y'all, like, for both, like, for something like that, but that, that'll be on a different day. But um, she really shined on episode 12, you know, although we just did episode 13, which I'll play a little something, something from that, but episode 12, when we got into the, uh, the racial topic in the podcast... I felt she really got in her bag and I was so proud of her do at the do at the time we was recording it and to the feedback I got back from you guys so um I really enjoyed that and also speaking of feedback um somebody had left me a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and I do appreciate that so much um I I mean I wish that person would also left a review. I know, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but I, just because I want to shout you guys out. So if you guys leave me a, you know, a nice little review and, you know, five star rating, I want to be able to shout you out on the show, you know, get you a little shine. But whoever, whoever that was, if you got my number, you know, text me, say like, hey, it's me or send me an email. Um, but for everyone that's listening, also, you know, don't don't be hesitant to go ahead and leave me a five star review and rating because uh, podcasts are like Yelp. You know, and, and that also helps bring other people in to listen into it. So just keep that in mind. But regardless of anything, I just enjoyed doing this. And I'm happy that you guys are rocking with me. But, hey, let's get into it. So what happened on Saturday? Outside the podcast and having a great day, you know, me and Charisma had this, you know, decided, hey, what's for dinner? So, you know, of course, you know how couples are. It takes about like an hour to actually figure out what you want to eat, depending on who who says it first everybody that's in mar- marriages and relationships can relate to that but anyway so we decided on Fuzzy uh, taco shop and since we live pretty close to it you know it's, it's nice to kind of go over there you know to pick it up but on a Saturday it's it's gonna be busy and we didn't want to wait in line so I said let's just go ahead and order online just so you know when I get there pick it up i come right back it's probably gonna take 10, 15 minutes tops just to get all of this. Just, you know, off me just thinking, you know, how I could really time this. So, as we were ordering, they had something on their website like, hey, don't place an order right now because, you know, we're backed up and everything like that. So, you you know, you had to refresh the page like a few times. So, we finally got through and we wound up paying, which it's going gonna, it's gonna to just be kind of crazy how this story go. But we wound up paying. And, uh, I went ahead and decided to go up there to, uh, to pick up the food. They told me on the website, do not come up there until seven 46. So about 10 minutes apart, we both had it in our mind. Like it's not, it's not going to be 10 minutes to make that order because they obviously were backed up doing online orders prior. So why all of a sudden, you know, it's going to take 10 minutes to get the food. Okay, whatever. So I, you know, i show up there about the time uh, to be up there and, um, I'm only going to explain this part because I feel like this is how it all went down. Right when I was coming up to uh, turn into the place where fuzzies were. Somebody in the car ahead of me had wrote down their window to give, you know, how the people that could be at, on the corners with like a sign like I just lost my job. You know, anything can help signs and everything like that. So he gave this lady like some money. I don't know if it was a dollar or 20 or whatever, but, you know, good deed, which really is not going to be. Good for me because I think this is how it really went down. The car uh, went into uh, the parking lot where Fuzzy's were and I pulled up behind them. But then I pulled up at a parking spot that just happened to be available and they were further by the restaurant. So I go in there and I never did online ordering for fuzzy So I'm like, OK, well, let me just ask where it is so I can just know where my food is. That way i don't just be waiting at the wrong spot. So I go up there next to where they will uh, give out the orders if you are in the restaurant. And I asked, you know, hey, where's the online orders? And the lady's like she pointed in a direction, which is like in the opposite end, like, you know, the food will be over there. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. As I'm looking over there, I think the guy that was in the car ahead of me, he obviously entered the restaurant first and he had looked at a bag and grabbed it and then walked on. Not thinking it's mine because, I mean, obviously people's going to be doing online ordering. So you never have the, the thought process of being like, oh, that that was my order. You know, I can't tell, if, you know, it's a, at a distance that I'm looking at this. So I noticed where he had picked up the bag as I was sitting down because at that point there was no other bags there. And it was in the A through H, uh, like spot. I don't think they go by last names if they do. But still, regardless of anything, my food was stolen. but I didn't notice at the time. So I'm sitting down, just you know, just watching a little UFC. Um, I'm actually really watching a rap battle on my phone because that's why I won the food, so I can kind of get back and watch that. And yeah, didn't happen that way. So I'm waiting. You know, 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by. I'm conversating with the lady next to me. She also had online order. And she also didn't like the fact that they had said on on her end, you know, don't be in the restaurant until like 803 to pick up your food. And it's like, well, if I order my food, I should be able to just go in and go get it because, you know, it's online ordering, you know, what the hell. So 20 minutes go by. At this point, I'm thinking, okay, I know y'all busy, but it's only two tacos, a burrito and a bag of chips. I think I I think my order should have been ready by now. But holding out hope, you know, they bringing some online orders over, checking them, obviously not my name. Cool. So all of a sudden, something just had in my mind, I'm thinking, what if that order that dude took was mine? I went and talked to the manager, and I was like, "Hey, is the order for Cody Thomas available?" And I was just about to put out the email on my phone because honestly... I feel the need to think that restaurants should be checking people's receipts or emails of an order, especially if you paid, just to know that they're getting an the order, because, you know, obviously somebody just going to be scoping out the spot. Be like, oh, well, I'm going to just go ahead and pick up somebody's order. You know, he went back and checked and said, yeah, somebody stole your order. We're going to go ahead and refund you and remake your order. But. My whole thing is, why y'all not being more secure for people that's just doing online orders? And I can only imagine how it is for people that, you know, that do like DoorDash and uh, Uber Eats or uh, I can't think of all of them right now. But, you know, the people that do the driving for that stuff and then you have to wait. For that to happen, especially for them, because you got to understand, like, they probably I think they get ratings for that stuff. And then you, you come back like 20 minutes later than expected to bring up somebody's food and be like, oh, you know, this will happen to me. And then probably sometimes they probably blame the people like, oh, you probably ate it. You know, some stuff like that, because, you know, you know, if you're not leaving the house to go get your food, you leave it in the hands of somebody else. And then you probably digging the worst. But I do not like when restaurants do that. I actually as funny as it is, because it's not too far from Fuzzy's at Razo's you know, when me and Charisma had ordered one time, I walked back there, and at the bar, they had food. But I kind of felt like I wanted to get someone's attention because I didn't want to just go in, take the food, and leave. Because how do y'all not know that I'm not the person that's, you know, grabbing the, the food that was supposed to be for me? So I said, you know, to the bartender, I'm like, hey, um, is this the online orders? Like, do I just get it? Like, I, I really feel like I want to show you guys this. And they're like, no, go ahead. If it's yours, go take it. So I'm thinking it'll be my luck that one day somebody gonna take that and they did I don't like that fuzzies all the other restaurants y'all have to do better at that check receipts for a reason don't play with me don't play with me because and, and I'm saying me because it's you know it happened to me but I'm sure it's happened to a bunch of other people like why should I have to be waiting extra time for food that I ordered that I paid for, and then out of someone else's ne- negligence—that's a hard word for me to say—but whatever. Like, why do I have to be waiting more, and then someone else is getting the enjoyment of that? Like, I, I'm not—I'm not—I'm not cool with that at all, you know. And so, I shouldn't have to put myself in a position if it's if it's available to do online ordering. I want my stuff to be secure, you know. Don't. Don't do that, y'all. y'all got to check receipts and stuff like that, for real. Um. Okay. Outside of that, I had to get that off my chest. I'm kind of proud of myself. I don't even think I cussed because I hope that somebody from Fuzzies can listen to this, and I don't want to come off as way, you know, mad disrespectful. Let's just say I did all that when I got to the house. I mean, I also recorded it and put it on uh, Instagram, but you know, Instagram stories only last 24 hours, and only four of y'all watch that shit. So yeah. Um. Now I can put it put it to the show. So, anyways, from that, uh, Random Combos that I recorded was my favorite part of Sadie. So, here is a little recap of the last show.
2: My nigga, so you got 500 pounds worth of pennies. And you dumped it, right? There's multiple locations. But then, also too, you took the time to unroll the pennies to dump them. You have to be an angry motherfucker. Yo, that is on. fueled I'll be by anger. I'm gonna tell you anger.
0: right now. You gotta know how mad you gotta be. So, exactly. It, oh, hold on. <laughs> what is that thing? To about all, I kept thinking is, what did he do to make that nigga that mad? Right, exactly. <laughs> all right, y'all. So, uh, like I said, random comments on the couch podcast every Saturday. But let's go ahead and get into it. I had mentioned about verses now. Uh, as I'm recording this, I still have yet to watch the Raekwon and Ghostface uh, versus this past Saturday. Well, the Saturday before. But I, and the thing is, I wanted to see that matchup. I enjoyed both of those rappers, you know, especially because you know Wu Tang really just been running the rap game back in you know in the '90s and everything. And I didn't watch it because I was out. You know, I was having dinner, and I just totally forgot about it. So by the time I would have watched it, it just you know you want to see it from the beginning, but then you got to also just you know i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be extra busy now it's gonna be hard to really get to it so i have not watched it the only thing i saw from that was when ghostface was playing the summertime song with him and um beyonce which i forgot about that song like that that was a that was a good little record i just totally forgot about it but no i did not get to see that one but what was announced was the isley brothers and earth went and fire y'all I think this is going to be a good matchup. This is one of those matchups, and especially because it's on Easter, but this is one of the matchups you want the whole family to be part of. Especially for the fact that your family members had listened to those those songs back in the day, had parties back in the day and then stuff like that. But, I mean, this is one of those, I wish I could be around like everyone and then all of a sudden when the song comes on. You know, they look at you like, what you know about this young blood? This is what music was, what it was, you know, all that type of stuff. You know, I don't know if anybody else has done this, but I do remember times where like we would watch award shows and, and I say we as in like my mom and I, you know, I don't know who else was all there, but I specifically remember this and when a performer that really was just around their time, that really was just coming out and they just like perform an old song or whatever, like that, they'll pick up the phone after the person is performing to call, like, you know, my aunts and stuff and be like, girl, you see that they perform? Da-da-da-da. Y'all, <laughs> I think that would be one of those moments where you'd be like, hey, they're going to play 20 songs a piece. You ain't got to call them for every song. Hopefully, everybody's watching it. But, y'all, for real, watch that matchup. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I'm hoping, just because I mean, although I listen to some of those old classics, I kind of hope that you know, "Contagious" uh, from the Osley Brothers. Um, I hope they, I hope they perform it. I know with the you know everything going on with uh, with R. Kelly, but try not to go detailed about him. Just perform the songs. Also, "Busted." "Busted" was a good l- l- little record back in the you know in the early 2000s. You know, which I don't know why Ronald Osley felt like he had to ask that girl how many kids her friend has. That was weird. You know, and I, I feel like he was, I know he was trying to trip her up, but it's like, come on, my dude. Really? But I think that's going to be a good matchup. Also, what was announced the day before Mother's Day, which Mother's Day is going to have a matchup. I don't know who it is at the moment as as I'm recording this, but I hope it's worth it. I think my cousin Keela had mentioned maybe Joe versus Brian McKnight, which you know what, if that happens, my mom will be the most, she gonna be tuned in on that day. Like, hey, love y'all kids, but I gotta see my man, her words probably. But they had announced Anston versus Escape. Now, real quick, when I had mentioned to people about versus, when I had talked about them, and this is before I started recording this on a podcast. I had mentioned that you can't really predict who can what score you would give on a versus. And the reason why I said that is because let's just be completely honest. I mean, 20 records, we don't know exactly what records they're playing. We don't know when exactly they're going to play. And we don't know what they're playing them against. We just look at the people and know what songs they could have. So if if anybody can just like be able to predict all 20 records in the, in what order for both parties, then I give you that. Like if you gave me like a, a list, like this is what's going to be it in the exact order, then I could be like, oh, this is 17-3, 19-1, you know, 10-10, if that. But it's hard to do. With that being said, SWV is getting Escape the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Sisters with Voices against Escape. I mean, Escape is good, but mm-mm. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping all the way a buck. And if if by chance escape cuz I'll be fair I'll be fair I'll be partial. I will when I watch it I will come back on this podcast and be like, "Well, Escape 1 uh, 11 to 9 or whatever. But that's not going to happen. If they do it's going to be close to like an 11 to 9. It's not going to happen. SWV has they can play the It's About Time album. Like the whole thing. I think they had what 15 songs. And then two of those was one is the acapella version of a week. They could play that for one their rounds. Honestly, I mean they're not gonna do. I mean that would be so weird that they play an acapella version and then they play the other version of another round, like later, you know. But they could probably win both of them. And then right here, like they could, they should at least think about doing right here and then right here the the Human Nature remix. I think they, they could really kind of fit that in and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean. Escape. They'll probably they'll get them some rounds. I don't think it's gonna be just a, a wash, but it's good. It's good. It's gonna be a bag for for SWV. And I'm only saying it because they had more songs. Now I don't know if Escape was gonna do anything like some some solo stuff. Shoot, even um, I, and I can't recall her name at the moment, and you know I just don't feel like looking it up. But one of the the members of SWV, she sung the hook to Men in Black shit she could play that if she wanted to i mean that's just being generous you know if they decide to do after 20 records a piece then go into some other stuff then yeah because you know candy also was on you and that with e40 candy was also part of peach candy with rashida y'all it it, before listen to the rest of the podcast of course but when y'all do check that out peach candy with her and rashida <laughs> um, those were my space days. I remember me and uh, my sister Nico had discovered those those songs. But yeah, uh, shit, they could probably add that one in their rounds. We'll see. But yo, um, I think that's gonna be a good little matchup between those two. It's definitely some good r If I'm gonna be honest, this is I don't think all four members of Escape should be representing them. I think three or two. And you know which one I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I just I mean I don't I mean right now stuff is a little it's it's too it's too close to home. It's too soon. So yeah, I, I think that should happen. Um, another matchup that they had also confirmed on uh, four twenty, which will be Redman and Method Man. That's gonna be a good one because both of them are good friends. And before they really started to, you know, to, to perform a duo between the two, you know, they were, you know, one was rapping with like EPMD, and then one was rapping with Wu Tang Clan. And I think that's gonna be a good matchup between the two. But I have to let y'all know this right now. I feel like Redman, if he plays his '92 stuff, yeah. I mean, I don't know how with the age you know, demographic for this podcast is, like, who's listening to this, because I don't see everything, you know, analytics-wise, I don't even know if that's the word, but it probably is, whatever, 92 Redman was probably one of the best rappers out at that time, and this, we talking about the time where, like, Tupac was, was rapping, 92 Redman was, was he, he was not to play with, this is before... How High Movies, this is before the MTV Cribs, you know, that, that, you know what, But you know, what, just for my sake, after this podcast, I'm probably going to listen to What the Album, and I recommend that, just listen to what I'm talking about, if you don't know, you know, before the the the, the funniness and all that, before he probably hooked up with, you know, with, uh, with Met The Man, I mean, I'm telling y'all, but that's going to be a good matchup, I, I think that would be close, I can't, re- I can't call him a, a, a winner yet, I will edge it to Method Man because he did have a lot of good music later on throughout the years. And hopefully, and I'm sure to perform some songs from uh, the Blackout album and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a good one. And also, I mean, if, um, just to kind of plug myself in there, it'll be the same day I have a podcast. So, you know, be tuned. So listen to my podcast first. Then enjoy Versus That Night. Um, they do have some more coming up. They do have a rematch and they have not confirmed who's going to be in that matchup. But if I had to pick someone that I would think that they should do a rematch. And I don't know. I don't know why I would feel like this could be rematch. Maybe just because I had a good time. I think the the T-Paint and Little John, that was a good one. But if they had it in um because my mind i'm thinking they're gonna have to do one from the instagram time period and then bring it to like you know a setting where both parties could be in the same room because that to me is so much better when they have both parties in there but that's just what i think so yeah uh versus you know we we got some matchups and everything coming up soon um and it's a lot of dream matchups happening i mean i'm still just hoping just hoping wishful thinking Jay Z and Nas do one. If Jay Z and Nas do one, I think that that should be like a finale because those numbers will be high and we can settle this debate to rest between those two fan bases. I love both rappers. It just so happens I probably love one. So I'm more of a 55 percent to 45 percent, not 60, 40. I'm 60, 40. Jay, I love Jay. Nas is up there. I have I I gave him a shout out. He was part of my first two for Tuesdays. I love me some Nas. But alright, we're gonna get into it with some uh with some more stuff. So um uh, I'm about to get into Last Chance You real quick. So stay tuned. Alright, y'all. Last Chance You. Um, so I'm just gonna give this out because I'm gonna timestamp it. I'm just giving you a heads up. This may I mean this really is gone, but I'm just being generous when I say it. this may contain spoilers if you are still watching Last Chance You on Netflix or if you're planning on watching it and you just haven't. I'm just giving you the heads up that this is going to contain spoilers. Alright. You've been warned. So last chance you basketball. Um this in I had thought this would be technically season six, but in all actuality Seasons one through five is strictly football, and then they labeled this one Last Chance U Basketball. I hadn't mentioned last week's podcast how I really wasn't feeling the idea, but they, excuse me, they went ahead and they outdid themselves. And I'm letting you know right now, this was probably the best season of Last Chance U out of any of them. I mean, now I wouldn't say could it be my favorite. I gotta watch it some more because I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched episode, not episode. I watched season three, probably like 80 times because I enjoyed it. I think I don't know if it's just because it was close to home. J- Coach Jason Brown, he's from Compton, and he's white, and he kind of just brings that feel. Like I remember explaining this to like other people. They like, man, he's he's not he he's not hood. And, I, and when I mentioned the words like who banging, you know, and game banging and, and stuff like that. They're like, oh, he can talk like that. Okay, and maybe he is from from Compton, but 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 this one, it's not necessarily Compton, but it is Los Angeles. So last chance, you basketball is in East Los Angeles. ELAC is what they like to call themselves for short. I want to say they're the Eagles. Are they the Eagles? They they. I think they're the Eagles. I. <laughs> I know my research just don't sound good right now, but I, I mean, but I pay more attention to them than I did the actual mascot. So uh, Coach John Mosley was the was the first black coach for Last Chance U head coach. Let me just let me specify that. And he wound up being my favorite coach out of all of them. I mean, I Buddy was cool sometimes. And, and like I mentioned, like about Coach Jason Brown for football, this one, I feel like he. He genuinely really cared for those kids. Like, he he wanted to see them grow. I know a lot of them put that whole, I want to have you get get a scholarship going to a big school. I want you guys to get out of here. Like, that's the objective. Like, play this junior, college, whatever sport it is, and get out of here. But I think he genuinely really cared for those kids. Like, for real. As a coach should. And I think that's what made me gravitate towards him because he really was just looking out for them and he's you know that school has just they they haven't won the championship they haven't been to the dance but the way they played this season they picked the right school for for this for this series and i got i mean hats off to him so also with coaches it's always going to be one player that i'm going to be like you know what that kid is special I like him. I want to see him win. And like, and I know, this, and it's this a documentary basically. So this is, this is real life. And that kid to me was the Sean Heidler. Um He had, both his parents are passed. Um, his mom passed away from uh, cancer. His dad may have died in an accident, but they really didn't talk too much about his dad. But his mom was like his rock. And, and she you know, just looked out for him and everything. And I think when he had mentioned about how how he first heard about her cancer, you know, I think that um, he had uh, she had told him that he had like she had a cold or something, just so he didn't worry because they went to a, a tournament in Kansas. And I think that's when when she picked him up is when she told him it was just one of those moments where I, it, it just it, it was a heart to heart moment, and he it just to try to get through all of that because there's so much just pent up. I mean, I'm so happy that he was able to just kind of be able to to move on in a way where he's doing it. But he has a purpose behind it. Also, also helped out the situation. This girlfriend, I mean, she was a writer. She was super cool. I mean, they were living together and everything. And, you know, she was basically. I wouldn't say she took the place of his mom, but she basically served as one of the, the best ladies in his life. That kept him going and I think he got motivated by that and I and I, and I love relationships like that no matter what the person doing if you just like working at McDonald's or something like if, if you could have your significant other motivate you that's real love just like you know like like charisma you know the support. System you know we that's what you're supposed to do And and that works so I mean I was hoping that they would Like you know he would have proposed to her by the end of the season But you know I feel like that's coming Yo Deshaun you got you a good one dog. But um, one story he had told on there was about When he went to UTEP his dream was to play Like you know D1 schools And D one to anyone is division one, which is the big school. So we're talking about like Dukes and the Kentuckys and Kansas, stuff like that. But for this case, he went to uh, UTEP for one year. UTEP is the University of Texas, El Paso, and he played basketball there. He went there as a ride on. He did not. uh, Actually, I should say walk on walk and ride. Wow. But anyway, he, he went on as a walk on and he wasn't able to get a scholarship. And then he was about to get one. And, you know, the coaches felt like he he earned his way of getting the scholarship. So, boom, he finally earned himself to it. Well, those same coaches wind up going to new schools to coach. And the new athletic director at the time was like, well, I don't know you. I ain't never seen you play. I'm not signing on this thing. I mean, this man took this kid really took his whole life from California to Texas just to be basically told no. And that's why he was able to come back to California. And that has to suck. But now he is uh, he's currently playing. And. In Division One school, I totally just blinked out what school he went to. I'm not gonna front y'all. Um I totally just blanked out on that. But we'll uh we'll move on from it. We'll move on from that. I just want to also talk about some other some other ones on there. Joe Hampton. When I first saw Joe, I thought Yo, he, he's just not going to be my favorite. He's going to be one of the guys that like, I don't, and the thing is, I don't want to see none of the guys fail, but he was one of those guys that was just like, he was just making you mad. But when you really kind of dive deep into the story, you kind of understand him. He, he had everything going on for him. He was playing at Oak Hill uh, High School, which is the same high school that Carmelo Anthony went to. And, you know, he had big, you know, everybody was really checking for him. Like he really was going to make it there. Like to like to a big league like he, right now this he should be playing NBA basketball is what I'm saying. He went to Penn State University. He wound up getting hurt, and then what happened was I think he started like, um. Well, I wouldn't say he started. I mean, he could've probably been doing this, but I know he had uh, was smoking a lot of weed, and I he may or may not have gotten trouble for for that. And so he went, you know, to California. And basically just kind of, you know, kind of restarted his life there. And a lot of those those things were just demons inside that he was fighting and uh, and he hit heavy depression. I mean, he had mentioned that one of his teammates, Dwayne Bacon, which is a currently NBA player, is playing in the NBA. And he is just that sometimes can because I can I, I can definitely tell you. And I know I'm not the only one that probably had this in, in, at one point that you can just be around someone. You can just be in the same class as this person. You work with this person or some type of situation where you was there at the same time as them. And then they went further and they're and they're doing well in their life. And you feel like that could be you. And, and once I'm hearing this from him, I understood what he was going through. He he was a fighter that's his thing and a lot of those times when he was playing basketball the wrestlers was calling bullshit as calls on him you know and it and it definitely frustrated him it was a bunch of times he went to the to the to the back the uh the locker room i should say and he's destroying everything and, and yelling out oh, explicit this explicit that he really but once i realized his whole story then i understood what he was going through um, and he was able to go to, um, you know, stay in California. You know, my nephew went up to uh, Long Beach University or Long Beach College, LBC or LB, Long Beach. That's just just quickly, just not trying to confuse myself. And I said nephew because I mean, if we talk about Long Beach, Snoop. But yeah, uh, I was really happy to see that. And then one of the other guys, KJ Allen, um, he was just he was dope at playing basketball. And um, he he went out there and basically held it down the, the the whole the whole unit the whole team basically all just came together and it worked and they had they lost one game they had went like twenty something and won twenty something straight and coach was just just he he's basically working these kids i watching this this made me think about when I played basketball middle school because i didn't play in high school but the suicides and stuff and you know but it but he he's not doing it to punish you he's out there trying to help you guys he's even mentioning like you know i'm gonna have a, a reason for you guys to never complain about none of the stuff i'm doing right now because honestly i'm trying to get you out of here you know, and we need you to be one of those working hard things, and I want you to be the hardest working player in whatever school you decide to go to, and if you get to the NBA and stuff like that. I'm trying to mold you into being one of the best players you can be, and that's exactly what he was doing. Of course, you know, when you were a kid, we we, we overlook that. We 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 don't realize it until like, oh, okay, I realize what he was trying to get us to do. So mostly was doing it, and um, he was on his way. They went to the playoffs. They won the first game, and I'm like, okay, now remind you, it has eight episodes, and by the end of the seventh episode, they were still in a game, and they were losing, and they wanted to win it, and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, they're about to lose, and especially when you, because they, they didn't show that loss they had early in the season. They didn't show all the games. They just kind of like did some highlights on some certain games. I think it's just more what the moments were. That was going on and I was kind of just feeling some type of way because I'm like, man, they about to get to the championship or they're going to lose before they they make it to the championship and stuff. And it just kind of like because I didn't see any of the, the game results. But I say something worse happened before they actually got beat. They got beat, but it wasn't by a team. COVID. COVID happened. And let me tell you how I did get emotional because this team had it. They had the it factor. They were the third seed going into the playoffs, but they probably probably could have beaten one the one or two seed. You know, they it was a lot of mistakes made in some of those games, but they was able to get them. And when I saw that, it, it did break my heart. And when coach was just talking to him in the locker room after telling them to get off the bus when they was just about to go to San Francisco, he said this was the best team I ever assembled. And you can just feel the emotions because all of that is taken away from you. And it wasn't like you got beat by a team. You just can't play because they had to cancel everything because this was filmed a year ago in March. And, And we all went through some type of pandemics where you know our jobs had to was on delay people didn't have a job no more businesses were shut down you know all in uh, all the sports were cut you know shut down everything like that and it i totally just was like dang man i didn't even realize that this was taped the way it was because i'm used to last chance you being done in football season where they start the season like september and then they have production done by december and then you see the following july and this happened in, in March or late February when it came out and we in a position where it's like, oh, wow, you have to really think about how they did basketball season. And just to go ahead and say it now, they don't have a, they, they canceled the whole entire season for this one. So. It's like they opened the doors for the basketball. I'm thinking there's no way they're going to have a basketball because what basketball are they doing? Unless if they went to a different school and you already get invested in this one, because a lot of those seasons that they had for football was two seasons, except with the with the exception of the last one. But yeah, I mean, this was definitely one of my favorite seasons. John Mosley was my favorite coach. He was he had it together. The whole coaching staff, the whole, you know, everything like that. Um, one last quick thought about Last Chance U. Uh, one thing I was saying, I was thinking about is that, you know, ever since they had uh, Brittany Wagner on the first two seasons of Last Chance U at East Mississippi, they really haven't talked too much about academics as much in those other ones. I mean, you, you hear them quick, you know, quick and there, like, you know, from like the one in uh, East Mississippi, the one in, you know, Kansas and stuff like that, but they, they, we don't get to see the class. We didn't see the classroom, which I don't know if it just they couldn't film it. I just was like, I I kind of wanted some teacher development, too. I kind of want to know, like, okay, oh, they teach you cool or something like that. And that would have also, you know, it, to the point where you forgot that they was in college. You just thought they was just a local basketball team. That's that's all I'm saying. That was the only knock I will have on Last Chance you Basketball. But y'all, if y'all haven't watched it, and hopefully my review was good enough for you to be like, hey, I watched it. Or hope you enjoyed it if you did watch it. It's time for two for Tuesdays, my favorite part of the podcast, of course. And last week's show, I explained that, you know, if any, you know, up and coming artists, unsigned artists, just people that just need to get some music heard and everything like that. This segment was for y'all to get some extra shine. Hopefully new fan base, you know, more followers on your social medias and everything like that. And I was saying, look, hit me up at access code pod at gmail.com. And episode one was just out last week. And I was thinking it's going to take me a while to kind of finally get um, some some new shine on the artist. And it only took one episode. So I linked up with an artist. His name is Selka. And let me tell you, you know, um, he had sent me a message and I had uh, listened to his songs. And I'm like, yo, I definitely want to play this for the podcast. Y'all have to check it out. I mean, y'all about to when I put it on and everything like that. But for real, this is where exactly what the segment was was designed for. And we're going to give it to you. So right now, for Two for Tuesdays this week, one of my songs I'm going to play is Selka the One.
2: Hey! present
0: Yeah. 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 But, but, we we talk about the gun, the
3: greatest of all time, Jordan. And you yeah. I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the one. They gon' feel it when the day is coming. See them run, just to see me up on stage, but they gon' need a buzz. They'll call me fake, they'll call me basic, I ain't either one. I'm just gon' be the one. I'm just gon' be the one. They gon' feel it when the day Come and See them run. See me up on stage, but they gon' need a buzz They'll call me fake, they'll call me basic I ain't either one, I ain't either one If you mention in my name, then I'ma need the funds I'ma push them to the edge and you gon' see them jump Bitch, I make them meet the judge Fuck you, you can eat these nuts, eat them up do and you and you, a 301 And I'm like, ayo, 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 I'ma make them fade away I'm a rebel when devil horns with halo label. Yo, eight oh eight oh yeah. Man, they claiming they gon' do something But they yeah. gon' hesitate yeah. Don't stop with my day, ones. day one On lock with the cadence I ain't got no patience. no patience They flock to the stage oh, yeah, yeah. It gon' happen if I say so oh. On a block like J-Lo oh, yeah. Coat, I stay froze oh, yeah. Cause they switch like I change clothes I'ma show the night, watch them lie down. down. I'ma take they bride in a nightgown. In a nightgown. God showed a sign, said it's my time now. The time and now, there now. ain't no doubt in my mind now. Bitch said I'm gon' be the one. They gon' feel it when the day is coming. see them run. Just to see me up on stage, but they gon' need a buzz. They'll call me fake, they'll call me basic. I ain't either one. I'm just gon' be the one. I'm just gon' be the one come see them
0: Alright, y'all. Selka the one. Selka, you have one on that one, man. That that was fire. And real quick. Just from the intro alone, I did enjoy how you uh, put in from uh, the LeVar Ball first take interview. I literally watched that like 50 times before. So as soon as I heard that part, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be one. But y'all check my mans out. It's um, Selka845 on Instagram. Also check out his music. It's on all streaming platforms. All right, y'all for the next two for Tuesdays, I'm going to go ahead and play Joyce Rice. Um, Must Be Nice featuring Masego. I really like this record. Hopefully you do too.
2: But I still taste it and the things you do to me, yeah. you keep me places I know I ain't supposed to be. guess I'm chasing, it's like complacent, baby don't be so basic, but I still taste it, I need a break, to get over you, I need the skin.
0: Time off will never rebuild Uh, We cannot construct with different people Uh, It's not even love, it's not our season Uh, Let me fill your cup, I'll even refill Uh, Take a break, please Let me break you off, let me take these Yup, take it off in my face Sheesh, now the race is on now the race is on, take a break, please Let me break you off, let me take these you take it off in my face, cheese Now the race is on uh, now the race is on break
2: To get over you I need the space
0: Must Be Nice Joyce Rice featuring Masego Love that record Alright y'all I'm going to go ahead and get out of here Get out of your hairs But uh, this was a good episode I hope Well to me I liked it Hopefully you did too So until next time Thank you for listening Love you guys